I don't know about you, but I have had my fair share of analysis paralysis, a common symptom of perfectionism. It's been a constant struggle, trying to make sure that everything is perfect before starting, or not starting at all because I'm thinking it's just not good enough. Growing up, I had perfectionist stress. Alcohol really helped bring relief when I found this as a solution for me. It helped me to stop caring about the things I was stressed out about. I went to the other extreme, though, from caring too much to not caring at all. Now here I am, 12 years sober, trying to find the healthy middle because alcohol isn't an option anymore. But perfectionism kind of is. But I don't want to fill this God-sized hole in my heart with perfectionism anymore. The same way I decided to stop filling that God-sized hole with alcohol. Are you constantly trying to find your worth in achievement or perfectionism? It's time to learn how to flip that paradigm. Steers roll down your face. Reaching for something, someone to embrace. To numb pain. Welcome to Sobriety Checkpoint. Are you a parent in recovery, wishing for peace and emotional sobriety? Do you find yourself up late at night, Googling things like how to overcome negative thinking or why is my heart racing? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel resentful and irritable when you put everyone else's needs first and leave no time for yourself again? Hey, I'm Felicia. I'm a 12-step returned therapist, and I too have battled anxiety and that critical inner voice. All I wanted was peace and just a little bit of time to myself. I tried to strive and achieve to find happiness, but that only left me with more anxiety. I finally realized I needed to discover my true identity to find the peace I was striving to attain. In this podcast, you're going to find solutions to navigating mental health, spirituality, and relationships to experience the peace you've been craving. It's time for that desperately sought-after solo target run. Grab your keys and let's go for a drive. There's no judgment or breathalyzer at this sobriety checkpoint. Bounded by the beauty of it all. Recognize I was always destined to fall into the deepest dark. We are stronger than we think we are. So fight and show your strength. If you listened to my last bonus episode, you will know that I have welcomed the dads into this community, into this podcast, which is really exciting. I'm really excited to have made a shift to focus this podcast on emotional sobriety and mindset for parents in recovery. If you are a parent in recovery, I really hope that you will come on over and join my Facebook group. In that community, you're going to find other parents in recovery seeking solutions to emotional sobriety through exploring mental and emotional health, spirituality, and relationships. You can find the link to this community in the show notes. I hope to see you in there. 
I also hope that you will sign up for my insider list. By becoming an insider, you're going to get weekly emails with the latest podcast episode, emotional sobriety and self-care tips, as well as early bird access to special offers. My first special offer that's going to be coming up is coaching. So you will want to sign up for that insider list to find out when that offer is going to be available to you. Really looking forward to all of these things. And um, I'm really glad you're here. Welcome to another episode of Sobriety Checkpoint. As you heard me say, this podcast episode is about perfectionism, about achieving. I wanted to go back, tell a little bit of a story. You know, I talked about the stress of perfectionism. I was a really good student. Um, I feel like striving for achievement and making sure that everything was perfect was maybe my first attempt at filling that God-shaped hole in my heart. We all have this. We all have just this place in us that we are always seeking something to fill, something to make us content, something to bring emotional health, emotional sobriety. It could be perfectionism, achievement, striving through that, getting acknowledged by other people, maybe winning an award, always just striving to the next thing to just feel that discontent inside. You know, it could be alcohol or drugs. It could be food or exercise. It could be your cell phone. I know that I have definitely struggled with that one lately. So perfectionism came first and then came alcohol and then now kind of back to perfectionism, right? That seems like the, it sounds, it seems like it is more acceptable, like that addiction to perfectionism, that addiction to achievement is a lot more acceptable to, to alcohol or drugs. This is something that I've been faced with, like in my relationship with my higher power. It's one thing and then it's the next thing. And then it's my higher power saying, give this over to me. Perfectionism is a hard one, right? There's this desire to get everything right so that maybe other people will like me or other people will respect me or other people other people fill in the blank. Like I mentioned, I was a really great student. I graduated from high school with a 3.8 GPA. I just remember being pretty high strung and stressed out and really on top of everything at high school. And even before high school, I mean, my whole life pretty much. I still really love to learn. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting education and wanting to learn more. But looking back, I know that I did really well in school, not necessarily because I was really good at learning, but I was really good at doing my work. <laughs> I was really good at doing what needed to be done to get the good grades, which doesn't always equal really learning the material. It just equals knowing how to get the grade that's needed to boost your self-worth. At least that was my experience. When I graduated from high school, I went away to college. And my first year of college, I went out of state 
And this was when I probably first experienced drinking. There was like this freedom that was actually a fake freedom, right? There's this idea of like, oh, I'm free. You know, I can do whatever I want. My parents can't tell me what to do. And there's this faux freedom that happens because instead of being truly free, it started those shackles to alcohol. At that time, the shackles weren't really on too tight, but in retrospect, I could see that that was, that was sort of the beginning. And I did really well my first year of college. I ended up coming back home to my home city and I continued college. My second year of college, my first semester, this is when I started getting into um, partying a lot more heavily and, you know, drinking a lot more heavily and doing other things as well. At that time, I got a lot more into partying. My first semester of my second year, I don't even know how it's possible to get less than a 1.0 GPA, but somehow I managed to do that. I think it was like a 0.5 something. I don't remember what the GPA was, but it was less than a 1.0. I think you have to work really hard to manage that. I, I didn't even know that was possible. Um, but yeah, I got into to partying a lot more. I got into dabbling with some drugs, with cocaine, weed, but alcohol was always my love. Alcohol came first. Alcohol was definitely like the love of my life at that time. And the reason was because it really reduced the stress. I didn't have to care anymore. I didn't have to be perfect anymore. That God-shaped hole inside of me was filled up temporarily. And then we, a few years later, getting to the point where that didn't work anymore and getting to the point where there was this feeling of, I cannot live without alcohol, but I cannot live with it anymore either. I couldn't imagine life in the future. I couldn't imagine life without alcohol. And it's just a really messed up place to be where it's like, man, I can't even imagine it with it. Like, I, it was just, I was stuck. And a little bit earlier, I think I said something about deciding to let go of alcohol or deciding to stop filling that God-sized hole with alcohol. When it comes down to it, I don't think I necessarily decided. I think that I think that my higher power brought me to the place where I needed to be to let go. It wasn't completely a decision that I was that was made on my own. I look back and I can just see his hand over a lot of different pieces of the puzzle. And going through my recovery, getting sober, I began to learn a lot about myself. And the biggest thing I probably learned a lot about that first year of sobriety was grace and other spiritual principles like truth and honesty things that i mean i remember there was periods of time where you know i lied so much i didn't even know what the truth was so going through early sobriety learning about spiritual principles learning that those principles are from my higher power they're not something to strive for they're something to ask for and one of the ways, I mean, I don't think I learned this early on, but maybe more recently, is that 
the more and more and more I focus and hone in and lean into love and lean into my higher power, that's when some of the things that are hard, some of the struggles just seem to fall away almost effortlessly. If I stop focusing on the problem and start to focus on the solution, which for me is my higher power and leaning into that relationship and learning who I am, learning about my identity and living in that space and acting out of that space of my identity, of somebody who is worthy and somebody who is lovable and loving and caring and compassionate and curious and creative, if I just lean into this identity, which is a reflection of God, these other things just fall away. I definitely don't do this perfectly. I struggle with perfectionism still, um, but I know that the periods of time when I'm focused on my higher power, things just seem a little bit more simple. So this is what I want to leave you with. This is what I hope you'll take from this episode. That it's time to flip the paradigm. You don't need to find your worth from achievement. You are already worth something. You are worthy. You're worthy of love. And to just reflect on that. And that's where there's peace. Just being able to be. You don't have to do anything. You're already worthy. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with another parent in recovery who might be looking for solutions to mental health and sobriety? Also, please leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts so other parents just like you can find the show. I'm super excited to know this podcast is helping you. Tune in to new episodes every Tuesday. I'll see you back here on your next Target Run. Until next time. Cause we are stronger than we think we are. So fight and show your strength. Learn grace from our God. Learn grace from our God. Learn grace from our God. Oh. Learning grace from our God.